All right. All right. Man, it's good to be here this morning. Good to be here this morning. Thank you, praise team. Thank you for your ministry this morning. What a blessing to be in the Lord's house. If you have your Bible this morning, wherever you're at, you have made wherever you're at a sanctuary today. I'm in the building that we normally gather in. Uh, I'm here worshiping. You're there worshiping. Where you're at is a sanctuary. Uh, Paul, or excuse me, uh, God told Moses to kick off his shoes. He's on holy ground because he was in God's presence. So wherever you're at, wherever you're at, it's a sanctuary. And I hope that you've been worshiping already. Uh, I have worshiped in my truck this morning. I have worshiped in my office this morning. It doesn't matter where you're at. You don't have to be in this building to worship. Listen, wherever you meet with God and begin to praise him and begin to love and adore him, that's your place of worship. That's your sanctuary. Well, let's jump right on in this morning. Uh, if you have your Bible, turn with me to Philippians chapter number four. Uh, we're going to go back to where we started last week. And this is, this is what I need you to know. Uh, last week was more inspirational. It was, it was more motivational. Uh, it was the pep rally, if you will, uh, that we can do this. We can do this. Uh, God is going to help us through this. God is going to give us what we need. Uh, but this week is going to be, I, I hate to say it, but it's going to be more like a Sunday school lesson because I'm going to give you a lot of information, but it's going to be practical. It's going to be step by step how to do what we're talking about. And uh, the main the main topic is going to be dealing with worry, battling worry. I, I've, I've seen several books uh, that had uh, uh, to do. It said this uh, crocheting for dummies or fishing for dummies or whatever the topic may be. In other words, they're making it as simple as possible. And, and really, if I had a if I had a title, we would just call this fighting worry for dummies. Now, if you've seen, not calling you a dummy, I'm just saying it's going to be simple enough that anybody can do this. If you've seen any of, any of the videos I've tried to make to just kind of stay in, in contact with everybody and, and stay in, in, in a way of encouragement, uh, you can tell I'm just a simple person. I, I'm not complicated at all. I, I like things simple. I like things easy. Uh, I, I, when I get before, when uh, at Christmas time, when Tammy would buy toys for the kids that we had to put together, I despise that because I need the directions and I need pictures and I need everything to put it together. And that's kind of, that's kind of what we're going to do today. We're going to make it as simple as possible that no matter who you are, you can make this happen. You can fight worry in your life. And, and so let's jump right in, uh, Philippians chapter number four. And let's begin in verse number six, verse number six. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. There's that word do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Two things, two things we saw in these, these, these short pieces of verses is one, the peace of God, and then the God of peace. 
He says, I'm not only going to give you a peace that passeth all understanding, but I'm going to just be with you through the whole thing. And it's one thing to have the peace of God, but it's a whole nother thing to have the God of peace with you. And so that's what we're going to see. How do we do that? How, how do we, how do we uh, uh, operate and, and what steps do we need to take so that we can have the peace of God, so that we can walk with the God of peace? Well, that's what we're going to cover today. So y'all pray for me. Uh, this pollen and all this blooming stuff uh, has got me all out of whack. And, and, and this is a crazy thing. And, and I, if, you're a, if you're a natural worrier like I am, I mean, that's what comes more natural to me is the worry. Uh, so I'm really needing this. So I may not be preaching to anybody out there. I'm preaching to myself right here. Uh, but man, when you, when you have the things going on with your sinuses that you have every year and, and what's going on now with the coronavirus, man, every little thing makes you think, uh-oh, I got it. I got it. But listen, everything's going to be all right. So let's pray. You pray for me and let's pray that God will teach you something today. All right. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you for those that are watching online. And and Lord, I pray that your perfect will be done. Lord, we are here to learn from you. We are here to grow. And Lord, I pray that you'll speak to us through your word. I pray your perfect will be done. Lord, let me speak in a way that's plain and it's clear and that nobody will be able to say, I don't understand. I pray that you'll touch my mind and my heart. I pray that you won't let me say anything I shouldn't. And Lord, please don't let me forget anything I should. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Take control of me today. And Lord, let me deliver your word in a plain and easy way. And God will thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's get started this morning. And if you'll do me a favor, if you hadn't done it already, uh, if you're watching by way of Facebook, just hit that share button. Uh, we want to get this out to as many people as possible. So if you could help us with that, uh, wherever you're at, if you're watching by way of Facebook, some of you might be online uh, with our website and watching live stream. But if you're watching by way of Facebook, hit that share button and let's get this word out to as many people as we can. OK, now, remember, the whole message, the whole lesson today is going to be battling worry, fighting worry. How can we get victory over our worry? Well, let's look in this word. The Bible says, the Bible says, be careful for nothing. Be careful. The word careful there means anxious. It means to worry. Be careful for nothing. Now I, I, I I have people all the time. I have people all the time when I'm dealing with something or going through something, uh, they always say, hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And sometimes I just want to scream, you know, because if, if, if why didn't I think of that? I mean, I, that's that's I, why didn't I think of that? Where is that button? Where where's that button where you can just push and OK, now I don't worry anymore. Well, it don't work that way. We've got to we've got to go on the offensive. We've got to take steps and measures because just telling somebody don't worry about it is not going to get them not to worry about it. You've got to do something. You just can't sit back and say, okay, God, don't let me worry. Not when he's given you the steps to take in his word. He's told you what to do. He's giving you an outline. Listen, step by step, what to do about your worry. So let me just give you a forewarning. <clears throat> if you're not going to do what you are learning and what you're hearing, don't complain about your circumstances. Don't complain about stuff you're worrying about. Because if you're not willing to do what's necessary to conquer it, then you just want to whine. You just want sympathy. Don't listen. Let's take the steps. 
You can't just say, don't worry. You've got to do something about it. And this is what we're going to do. All right. Number one, what is the first step? What is the first step in getting victory over worry? Well, if you have your outline in front of you, you're taking notes, just write this down. The first step to getting victory over our word is by our praying, by our praying. All right. Now, let me say this too. There's several things about it. Remember, I'm going to be very detailed, step by step, make it easy. Uh, one step, two step, three step in each one. So there's, there's quite a lot of information, but that's okay. We'll take our time through it. Praying. Now, what is Paul not saying? He didn't just say, hey, whatever you're worried about, just pray about it. Now, that's way too generalized and, and that is not specific enough. Now, Let's read, let's read the verse and then break it down. He says this, be careful for nothing. In other words, don't worry about anything, but in everything. Now watch this. He said, don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer, supplication with thanksgiving. Now, a lot of people will put that word prayer and supplication together. Oh, that's the same thing, but it's not. He's not saying two things there together. Prayer in this context is saying worship. It's coming to God in adoration. It's coming to him and and, uh, praise and worship. And so if we're taking notes, let's look at these three things. If, and and I, I can't help it. I'm sorry. I alliterate things in my mind. So, so if you want to, if you want to write these things down, what is the first step? If we're going to be praying, if we're going to be praying, we need to look at the nature of prayer. What does our prayers need to look like? When we pray, what, did, what needs to happen? Well, first he says prayer. You remember we said that word means adoration or worship, uh, praise. Uh, so our prayer should begin with reverence. Write that down. Reverence. In other words, before we ever ask him, we need to praise him. Before we ever ask him, we need to praise him. We see this illustration in the Lord's prayer. And Jesus said, when you pray, when you pray, pray like this. He said, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Did you, did you catch that? Before you ask for your daily provision, before you ask for your daily needs, you need to say, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Before you ask him for anything, praise him for everything. You say, but what if I don't have anything? Listen, his, his worship is not based on what he's done for us. His worship is based on who he is and what he deserves. If God never did any blessed thing for us, he deserves our praise and he deserves our worship. He deserves our adoration. Somebody say amen out there. I hope you're getting this today. We should praise him even when we have nothing because he deserves our praise. How about how about Job? I thought about Job this morning. You know, Job lost everything. Go back and read everything in one day. He was one of the wealthiest men in his day, in his area. One of the wealthiest men had a large family. And in one day he lost it all. And you know what he said? You know what he said? The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. He said this naked came I into this world and naked. I'm going to leave the Lord giveth. And the Lord taketh away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. He came to a place where he used to worship 
and ash heap where he would offer sacrifices to God and he would offer his worship to God. And he sat in the ash heap because he had nothing else to give. So he gave himself to God and he said, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you. I don't know what's going on in my life. I don't know why all this is taking place, but I know I arrived in this world with nothing and I'm going to leave with nothing. And so whatever I have, you gave it to me. So I'm just going to give you praise for what you've done. Praise. Come to him and praise. Listen, you don't have to, you don't have to have a reason to praise. You don't get, you say, well, I haven't had a prayer answered or, or I, I didn't get my prayer. No, 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 no. He deserves praise just because of who he is. He is God. He's the potter and we're the clay. He's the shepherd and we're the sheep. He's the creator. We're the creature. He deserves our praise. So what's Paul saying? When you got something that you're worrying about, When you got something that's weighing heavy on your mind, the first thing you need to do is praise, worship, adore him. I I was I was walking up the road. I was walking up the road this week, the little little gravel road in front of my house. And and man, I I looked at my house and and I looked at my my, my garden spot over there. And and I know this is crazy, but you got to know I'm I'm redneck and I'm country. I can't help it. I looked at the barn behind my house and. I looked at my truck and I just looked at all the things that, that God has blessed me with and, and things that 10 years ago I would have been embarrassed to ask God to give me. But God has given it to me anyway and blessed me anyway. And I got to thinking, you know what? I don't deserve any of this stuff. God has just been good to me. And man, I started worshiping, just standing on the gravel road, thanking God for his blessings on me. When you go to worrying, when you go to fretting, take a moment to stop and praise him. Take a moment and stop and reverence him. He said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer, that's worship, adoration. Uh, uh, listen, worship and loving on him, praising him. Our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So start your prayer. We're talking about the nature of our prayer. Start it with reverence and then request. It's simple. It's simple. This is not complicated. It starts with reverence. We worship. And then it goes to our requests. Let your requests be made known unto him. That's what supplication is. God, I need this. And, and let, me, let me help you with this. Be specific with your requests. And, I, and I'll get to that in just a second. But, but ask him. You have not because you ask not. Seek and ye shall find. What is it that you're worried about? What is it that you're burdened about? Is it finances? Is it your physical health? Is it your family? Is it some other issue? What is it that's keeping you up at night? What is it that's weighing you down? Well, take it to God. Ask specifically, God, I need your help with, and you fill in the blank. So that's all prayer is. Prayer is asking. It's that simple. Make your request known unto God. So the nature of our prayer is requesting. It's reverence. It's requesting. But here's a, here's a really important part. It's remembering. It's remembering. What did he say? With thanksgiving. You know what I'm afraid? That many Christians today, we're, we're, so, we're so busy asking and we're so busy requesting that when God does bless and when God does meet the need and God does answer our prayer, many times we fail to remember where it come from. We fail to remember and give him praise and thanksgiving and we, we, we fail to give him appreciation for what he's done for us. So whatever you do, don't miss that. Don't miss that. Have you, have you thanked him today for feeding you yesterday? 
Have you thanked him today already? Have, have, have yet, have you thanked him today that you were in a house last night? Have you thanked him today that, 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 that you had something to eat and you had some clothes to wear yesterday? And, and have you thanked him today that, that you're, you're breathing? Have you thanked him today? It says, let all that hath breath praise the Lord. If you didn't have a blessed thing, but the air that you breathe, God says you should thank him for it. So just go ahead right now. Before we even go to the next point, before we do anything, just stop a second and thank him. Just thank him for being good to you. Thank him for loving you. Thank him for dying for you. Thank him for saving you. Thank him for providing for you. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. That's the nature of prayer. That's what our prayer should look like. Reverence, come to him in worship. Requesting, ask him specifically for what you need. And thirdly, remember him when he does. Listen, with thanksgiving. I'll tell you this. The more thankful you are in your prayer about what he did for you yesterday, the more he'll do for you today. What, what is so important about the thanksgiving? What does it do? It reminds us that if God did it yesterday, he can do it again today. And it will give you confidence in your prayer because the Bible says we're supposed to pray believing. So the nature of our prayer, the nature of our prayer, reverence, requesting and remembering. That's the nature of prayer. But then I want you to see this. I want you to see this, the necessities. The necessity in our prayer. You remember, I said it was going to be simple, step by step. Here's two things you're going to need. Here's two things you're going to need. First, a place. Write that down. You're going to need a place. And I'll tell you why in just a second. Look what it says in Matthew 14, 23. And when he had sent, now this is Jesus, okay? This is Jesus. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain. Here's the next word, apart. He went to a mountain apart. He got away. He got away from everything. He went into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Matthew 6, 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. There's a specific place. Enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret. And thy father, which is in secret, shall reward thee openly. Mark 1, 35. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. What's a, what's a good, what's some good advice about your prayer life? Get a specific place. Ha, have you, have you a prayer closet? Have you a prayer place uh, on purpose? Now, have you figured it out by now? Have you figured it out by now, ladies and gentlemen, that if you don't do something on purpose, you don't never, ever do it. You got to do it on purpose. My, my buddy, Travis Sharp. Uh, uh, he, he, he shared something with me that while, when he was in Bible college and early on in his ministry and his training, uh, he made it a habit to get up and go to, I believe it was Hardee's. It might've been McDonald's. I don't know. McDonald's or Hardee's, uh, he got up early in the morning to go there to do his devotions and do his prayer because he knew if he didn't do it on purpose. And if he said, well, I'm gonna just do it when I get around to it, he would never do it. So he'd get up early in the morning and go to that specific place. And that helped him solidify and, and get a, a real grounding in his prayer. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you find a place. It may be out in the woods. Uh, I remember uh, uh, Dr. Brown uh, telling us guys that when he began victory up there, there was a specific place, a certain rock that was out in the middle of the woods that he would go to that rock and pray whenever he needed to get a hold of God. He would go to that was his that was his sanctuary, if you will. That was his place of prayer. And I want to encourage you find you a place, 
Find you a specific place where it's just you and God and you go there and that is your place. So the necessities of prayer, two things, a place, a specific place, but then a plan, a plan. You say, what do you mean? A prayer list, a prayer list. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm very forgetful. I can't help it. I I don't know what it is. It's just I I, I try my best in in the heat of the moment. I can't think of something. But here's what I do. Write things down. Write things down. You remember what I said earlier about being specific, being specific with God. If you've got a need, be specific with God. In other words, for instance, we don't need to be praying that God will save the lost. We don't need to do that. We need to say, God save Uncle Henry and God save Uncle Junior and and God save Aunt Mary. Be specific in your prayers. Be specific in your prayers. So this is how we can do that. Make you a list. Make you a list. And you say, "What, what do I need to put on the list? I don't know. What are you worried about? What's keeping you up at night? What, what are you fretting over? What is bothering you so bad? Remember this whole sermon today, this message today is about fighting worry. What are you worried about? Write it down. If it's your finances, write it down. If it's your job, write it down. If it's your kids, write it down. Have you a prayer list to go to God? And so you can bring your needs to him. Bring your requests to him. Be specific. Make you a list. Listen, don't forget to put on that list the people you want to see saved. Do this too. Do this too. Make sure there's more on that list for others than there are for yourself. Let's don't be selfish in this deal. And you, you say, why is that? Because God will do more through you than he'll do to you or for you. In other words, when it comes to finances, God will give more through you than he will give to you. He wants us to be a conduit of his love, a conduit of his grace, a conduit of his resources. God doesn't want us to hoard everything up. God blesses you so you can bless others. So make sure in that list you put needs for others and be praying for them also. So have a place and have a plan. Simple as that. So that's all we're going to talk about with prayer. Preacher, what are we going to do? We're going to pray about it. That doesn't mean just when we're going down the road, God help me. That's not praying. That's not being legit. That's not being real. I'm talking about find you a place, go to that place with your specific list and say, God, I need this for this bill or I need this for this issue in my life. I need this for this area in my life. And if you pray specifically, God will answer specifically. So we have a place and a plan. That is prayer. He said, be careful for nothing. Don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. And watch this. And the peace of God, the peace of God, which passes all understanding shall keep. And you remember I said that word last week, that word keep means to stand guard. His peace will stand guard over our hearts and minds. What we feel and how we think. Our thought processes, listen, and our feelings, God's going to stay in guard when we take it to him in prayer. So if you're not praying, quit whining. If you're not taking action in your situation, then, then listen, don't complain about anything because this is what he said. Take it to God in prayer. Prayer is reverence. That's praise. Prayer is requesting, being specific in your request. Prayer is remembering. That's bringing thanksgiving for what he's already done. So we're going to pray about it. We're going to conquer worry in our life by our praying. But number two, number two, not only by our praying, 
but by our thinking, by our thinking, by our thought process, how we think. Now, there's several things about this I want you to see. Let me get me a swig of water real quick. All right. By our thinking. Look what he says. He says in verse eight, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, what does he say? What is he? What is these next few words? Think on these things. Think on these things. In other words, focus on these things. He doesn't just tell you to think about it. He gets in detail. Do you see what we're saying about being specific? He specifies the things you need to be focusing on in your thought life. Now let's, let's talk about our thought life just a minute. First, I want you to see this. Isaiah 26, three, Isaiah 26, three says thou will keep him in perfect peace. Now, how many of y'all, how many of y'all out there right now that's watching this? How many of you need perfect peace right now in the midst of chaos, in the midst of this disorder, in the midst of all of this that's going on? I tell you what, I could use some perfect peace. I could use peace, period. But he says perfect peace. Watch that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind you're thinking, your focus, whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusteth in thee. Oh my goodness. He says if we'll keep our focus on him, if we'll keep our thought process on him, he will keep us in perfect peace. What a promise. What a promise. Now here's the thing. Don't you see the importance of our thought life? The importance of our thought life. Why is this so important? Why is this so important? Why is our thought life so important, preacher? First, because it's what we become. Our thought life is what we become. Look what the verse says. Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinketh, say it with me now, right where you're at. As he thinketh in his heart, watch this, so is he. Let me read that again. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know what that means? If you think positive, you're going to be positive. If you think negative, you're going to be negative. If you think fearful thoughts all the time, you're going to be fearful. If you think righteous, you're going to behave righteous. If you think wicked, you're going to behave wicked. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's why he said your thought life is so important. It's so important because whatever you're thinking Listen, it's going to come out. Whatever's in your heart is going to come out. It's going to affect the way you live. It's going to affect the way you behave. It's going to affect your your emotions. How you think. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It's what we become. Not only that, it's where we battle. This is where the fight is, guys. It's where we battle. Listen, the one who said, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. He said a lot of truth in that statement. Because our greatest battle, listen, it's not going to be the virus. Our greatest battle is not going to be boredom. Our greatest battle is going to be fear. It's going to be fear. The devil uses fear so much as a weapon. 
But the Bible says God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and guess what? A sound mind. A sound mind where we're able to think clearly and we're able to have clear thoughts and we can stay cool, calm, and collected. Even in the midst of something that is very scary, we don't have to have fear. We can think what God has told us to think. And he, and he, and he lays it out. He lays it out. Look what he says, 2 Corinthians 10, 4. For the wages or the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It's not carnal. In other words, it's not fleshly. It's not a spear. It's not a sword. It's not a gun. Uh, it's not a cannon. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Watch this. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Watch this. Now, here's a key. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, what is captivity? It means to catch it. It means to catch it. Now, here's the deal. Our our surroundings and our circumstances are going to trigger wrong thoughts. They're going to trigger fearful thoughts. They're going to trigger. uh, We're going to see something. We're going to hear something. We're going to we're going to see some negative news or uh, uh, some negative things. And automatically there's going to be fearful thoughts coming. The devil's going to send fearful thoughts our way to cause us to worry. But what this verse is saying in the battle that we have, the battle of our mind, we need to capture those thoughts. We need to capture those thoughts and and we'll see how to do that. We need to make sure. Now I'm not telling you they won't come. I'm not telling you they won't come, but I'm telling you this, there's something you can do about it. There's something you can do about it. An old preacher said it this way. He said, there's no sin for a bird to land on your head, but it is a sin to let him build a nest. In other words, there may be thoughts coming to your mind and this works the same way with temptation. There may be a thought coming your way, but you don't have to ponder on it and you don't have to listen. You don't have to let it simmer in your head. You can take captivity. Listen, get it captive by the power of Christ and start thinking the way you need to be thinking. All right. How do we do that? How do we do that? We see the importance of our thought life and then be the involvement, the involvement of our thought life. Now, now, some of y'all are going to think I'm crazy, but that's all right. That's all right. Many, many people think that anyway. And you're going to think I'm, I'm being too extreme. But listen, if you're sitting there worrying and fretting and you're not getting any help, how's that working for you? Why don't you try what I'm telling you one time and see how this works? What do we do? What do we do to control our thoughts? What do we do to control our thoughts? What do we do to get, get uh, victory in our thought life? Well, step one or I say step one, this is part of it. All right. This is part of it. This is, this is something you need to focus on. It's the music we listen to. This is just one area. The music we listen to. Now, let me explain this morning, this morning I, I've played. And matter of fact, I shared them on my timeline, on my Facebook timeline, several different songs that were an encouragement to me. Uh, uh, the witness, the witness singing the song, about be not afraid. Man, I love that song. Aaron singing that song and, and Jesus is telling him, be not afraid. Be not afraid. There's no reason to be afraid. He said, it is I. Now, now there are going to be times we're going to go through storms. There's going to be times when we go through issues that, that, that we, that we can't control and, and it's fearful, but we don't have to be afraid. 
You know what that did for me? Man, I was worshiping. I had tears in my eyes and I was thanking God that I don't have to be afraid. I was thanking God that he has power in my life. He has control of me. He's the the one appointed the day of my birth. He's the one that's appointed the day of my death. And there's nothing the devil can do about it in between. There's nothing I can do about it in between. So I don't have to be afraid of anything because I'm walking with the master. Be not afraid. What did that do? Man, that encouraged me this morning. I played a a little bit of the Rochester. This morning, I played uh, a little of uh, 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 the car family this morning. The car family saying, thank you for this storm. Oh, what a blessing that song was. You know what that did? That encouraged me. That had me fired up. Man, we were singing. The Rochesters were singing, uh, Lord, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. And my soul, I'm telling you, I haven't been this encouraged the whole time this stuff's been going on. I was worshiping the Lord. And you know what had the greatest effect on that? The music I was listening to. If all you do is sit around and listen to blues music, guess what you're going to be in? The blues. If all you do is sit around and listen to negative music, And music that affects your soul in a negative way. Don't be surprised when you're afraid and when you're fearful. What do you need to do? Listen to good upbeat. Listen, listen to good godly music. Listen to something that's got a message to it. Listen to something that's going to minister to your spirit and minister to your soul. Start turning that other junk off. Oh, that's extreme. Well, how's it working for you now? How's it? I just told you what it did for me. It'll do the same thing for you. Find you some good gospel music to listen to. You'd be amazed at what it'll do. So listen, it's the music we listen to. But not only that, not only that, look at this. This is really important too. It's the information we consume. It's the information we consume. What do you mean? If all you do is sit around and and watch the news, you're going to be one depressed joker. I was, I was listening to the radio yesterday and they did a survey. They were interviewing people and they were talking about how the media, how the media has an effect on the emotions of people. And, and, and they, they interviewed women and men, several different people, different ages. And they were asking them about how much, how much media do they consume and, and how did that affect their emotions? And, and without fail, without fail, uh, uh, Listen, some of them, some of them said this. Every time I watch, I get anxious. Every time I see the news, I get, I get afraid and I, I get anxious and I get fearful. And, and, and some of them said, well, I've turned that all off. And, and there's without question, it made me feel better. Without question, I was less fearful. Without question, I was less anxious. But then they said this, but then I felt left out. Then I felt like I was missing out on something. Well, let me ask you, what are you missing out on? What are you missing out on? Uh, what, do, what do you have to know that's going to change your life that day that you need for your operations that day? Now, don't get me wrong. I want to know. I want to I be in the know. But maybe, maybe what you need to do is limit that. Limit your media intake. Limit, limit the, the news that you hear. Uh, put, a, put a time limit on. Maybe just a few minutes a day just to be updated. And then don't, don't watch it no more. Don't listen to it no more. Uh, maybe limit it to just your local, what, what affects you right here. But don't let, don't let everything you consume. Because if you do, if you're, you're constantly downloading if you're constantly downloading negative information, if you're constantly downloading fearful things, and, and by the way, have you figured it out by now? The media is not going to tell you the good stuff. 
The media is not going to tell you the good news. Uh, Listen, they're going to sensationalize. They're going to sensationalize everything. They're going to make everything. I I mean, I've seen example after example after example is that the media has an incredible, an incredible ability to take something really small and make it seem really big. And because of that, it's wearing us out. It is wearing us out emotionally. It's causing people to be fearful. It's causing people to be anxious. Listen, you might want to limit. You might want to limit or just completely cut out most of the information that you're downloading and you're consuming. But because what goes in your ears and what goes in your eyes goes straight to your soul. And it will cause you to think wrong things. Now, here's another one. And and take it for what it's worth. What affects our thoughts? What affects our thoughts? The music we listen to, the information we consume, and the people we hang out with. The people we hang out with. Now, with this social distancing thing, you may not be in person hanging out with people, but you may be on the phone with people. You may be on social media with people. Be careful getting on these be careful getting on these, uh, uh, Dustin, what we call them, the Facebook uh, Coleman friends or uh, Coleman coronavirus update uh, Facebook pages. Is that what it is? Facebook page. <clears throat> Be careful getting on that because I seen I, I posted a CEO of the hospital who had an update. And then I went by one of those pages and, and, and somebody said the exact opposite of what that you never know what to believe. And there's going to be people posting stuff on there. Stop. Stop. If you're dealing with fear, if you're dealing with worry, find you somebody that's positive. Find you somebody that's upbeat. Find you somebody that's closer to God than you are and latch on to that person and, and, and consume their positivity. Be careful who you hang out with. Because if you hang out with negative people, you're going to be negative. If you hang out with fearful people, you're going to live a fearful life. Whoever, listen, birds of a feather flock together, but they also fall together too. So be careful who you're hanging with. Be careful who you're listening to. Be careful who you are getting information from. Listen, it'll affect your thought life. And your thought life will affect your emotions and your fear and your anxiety. So... Be careful of the music you're listening to. Be careful of the information you're consuming. Be careful of the people you're hanging out with. All right? Because they will drastically affect your thought life. All right? Now, look at this. Look at this. We see the importance of our thought life. The involvement of our thought life. What, how, how, what's involved in it? The music we listen to. The people we hang out with. And the information we consume. Now, watch this. The input. The input of our thought life. Well, if we don't, if we don't need to consume, if we don't need to consume and download the negative, what did he tell us to download? What did he tell us to input? What did he tell us to focus on then? If I'm not going to focus on the negative, if I'm not going to focus on the fearful material information, what do I need to focus on? He told us. He didn't just say, hey, think positive. No, he was specific. There's that word again. We're coming back to it. He was specific in what he said to think about and to focus on. Let's see what that is. It's amazing what's first in the list. It's amazing what's first in the list. 
He says this. Finally, brethren, verse 8, verse 8, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are, what does it say at home? True. True. Look at your neighbor and tell them true. Mr. Willingham, look, look, look at Dustin and tell him true, man. Think about true stuff. So if we're, if we're taking notes, if we're taking notes, write this down. Realistic things or realistic thoughts. What do we need to be downloading? Things that are real. Look at the first three words. He said true, honest, and just. You get that? True, honest, and just. Now, why do you think he started with that one? Why why do you think he started with the first thing we need to focus on is what's true? What's true? Watch this. Watch this. Dr. Walter Cavert. Dr. Walter Cavert reported a survey on worry that indicated, watch this, indicated that only 8% of the things people worried about were legitimate matters of concern. The other 92% were either imaginary, never happened, or involved matters over which people had no control over anyway. Let me, let me read that again. Let this sink in a minute. Only 8% of the things people worried about were legitimate matters of concern. The other 92% were either imaginary, never happened, or involved matters over which the people had no control anyway. You know what John 8, 44 says? Satan is a liar. He's a liar. He's going to bring things into your life that's just not true. It's just not true. Listen, we are prone by nature to think worst case scenario. Here's, here's the way I operate. If, if, a, if a snake just happened to cry, and by the way, we don't handle snakes around here. We don't like snakes. We don't handle snakes. We don't do snakes around here. But this is just for illustration purposes. If a snake crawled out from under the chair right here in front of this pulpit, I'm going that way. I don't know if it's a rat snake. I don't know if it's a, a black indigo snake. I don't know if it's a rattlesnake. As far as I'm concerned, it's a cobra and I'm getting out of here. I'm thinking the worst case scenario immediately automatically it's fight or flight. And most of the time when it comes to a snake, I'm flying, I'm getting out of there. That's the way we think with things. I, I, I had the other day, the other day, I'm a coon hunter. Most of y'all know that I'm redneck to the bone. I love being out in the woods and I just soon be out in the woods as anything. And, and, and I, I had to, I had to give blood and, 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 and do all this stuff uh, the other day. And, and, and somebody from the Alabama CDC called my phone. And left a message on my phone and said, uh, uh, hey, we got a report uh, and we need to, we need you to contact us immediately. We're with the Alabama CDC, uh, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and left that on my phone, left a message like that on my phone. Dear God, when I heard that before I had a chance to call that guy back, I had every disease known to man. I had everything. That I, 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 I was already, I mean, I was all but in intensive care, worrying and thinking, this is what I got before I got to talking to this guy. And you know what it was? I, being in the woods, sometimes you'll get a tick on you. And that, 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 the, the, the Lyme disease or whatever that comes from that, uh, it showed that I had a, a tinge of that or maybe I had picked that up or something somewhere along the way back in the past. And they was doing a survey on how that was in Alabama. 
something that literally had, had nothing to do with my physical health. I was in perfect health, but by the time I called that guy, my mind and my thinking, I had every disease known to me. I didn't know what was going on. You know why? Because I thought negative right off the bat. And he said, listen, when you're afraid, when you have those type things, first thing you got to do is you got to say, what's realistic? What's the truth? What do we know to be a fact? What do we know to be true? You got to get the truth. You got to get the facts. Before you start thinking, before you start focusing, focus on what the facts are. Whatsoever things are true, realistic thoughts, good report. What do we know to be a fact? I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. With all this pollen stuff going on and congestion in my chest, congestion in my head, I, 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 I'm telling you, I, I called, I called uh, uh, the, the nurse that, 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 that where I, I, I go to and all that, and I'm saying, hey, I got this, this, and this. They said, what, what do you have? And, and started laying out the symptoms for the, the COVID. I didn't, I, didn't have, I didn't have any of them, and, 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 and she said, you're going to be all right. And I'm like, whoo, what did I do? I got the facts. I wanted to know. Listen, what, what is the deal? What are the facts in your life? Say, preacher, I'm worried, I'm worried about this and I'm worried about that. Well, let's, let's just, let's, listen, let's don't, don't, let's don't think or focus on the what ifs. Focus on what's right now. Focus on facts, okay? Now, here's, here's, here's the second thing. Watch this. We not only need to focus on realistic thoughts, but we need to focus on righteous thoughts. Righteous thoughts. Look what he says. What sort of things are just? What sort of things are pure? What sort of things are lovely? What sort of things are good report? If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Watch this. Pure. And we said true too. That's the first one. You know, the Bible says thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. You know what it also says? Psalm or Proverbs 30 verse 5. Every word of God is pure. Wow. Every word of God is pure. Psalm 19, seven, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean. Look at that. All of this is in parallel to what Paul said to think about. Enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. Look at there. And righteous all together. Wow. What does that mean? What does that mean? I've seen people post. I've seen people post. uh, I've seen people post. What's a good read? We're quarantined. I want to read a good book. What's a What's a What's a good read? What 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 what's what have you read lately? How about this? The Bible, the Bible, read the Bible. Why? It's true. It's just, it's pure. It's great. It's wonderful. It will clean you out from the inside out. It will give you hope and encouragement. The more that you can download the word of God, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Worrying is a sin. And you know what he's saying? Download the word. Download the power into your life. Take the Bible. It'll encourage the fire out of you. And it's interesting too. Do you realize all those books everybody else is recommending? They haven't sold as many copies of the Bible. 
Do you realize the Bible is the number one bestseller of all time? All time. Read your Bible. No other book has the power your Bible has. No other book has the ability to encourage and to help and strengthen and edify and bless you like the Bible. Maybe it's it's time to start reading your Bible. Download scripture. When you say, when do I need to do that? When you worry, when you start worrying, just stop, go get your Bible, find your prayer closet, worship God, play some music that's going to encourage you and bless you and start reading your Bible. You'll be amazed how business will pick up. You know what Abraham Lincoln said? Abraham Lincoln, he said this, many folks are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. Many folks are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. Listen, your thought process is yours. Take control over it. Stop, stop here. Stop, stop being lazy with your mind. We're, 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 we're binge watching Netflix. We, we can just sit there and vegetate, you know, because it doesn't take a whole lot of effort. Our minds are lazy. Well, I don't want to read my Bible. That's because you're, 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 you're being intellectually lazy. If you, if you read your Bible, you're going to have to think. You're going to have to think and you're going to have to read and you're going to have to focus and you're going to have to make an effort. Listen, let's quit being lazy when it comes to that kind of thing. Let's start taking and making up our minds that we're going to, we're going to take charge of this deal. I'm not just going to sit back and let thoughts come and thoughts come and not do something about it. You got to listen. War is hell. Okay, it is. And you've got to make an effort. You've got to take the steps. You've got to do what's necessary to take those thoughts captive. You got to fight for it. And I promise you, your sanity and your peace of mind is worth it. It's worth it. So let's let's start downloading and focusing on what we know to be true. Well, I don't know what the truth is. Get your Bible and find out. Get your Bible and find out. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? He'll never leave us nor forsake us. That's true. He'll be a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. That's true. He'll be a refuge and strength and a very present help in trouble. That's true. He would provide all of our needs according to his riches and glory. That's true. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That's also true. Guess what? That's the truth. So focus on that. Focus on that. When a wrong thought comes in your mind, stop it. Catch it. Say, hold up, hold up. Start quoting. Start quoting. Use the Bible. It is the sword of the spirit. That is how you fight the battle. You don't fight the battle hoping it goes away. You fight the battle by taking the offensive, taking the sword and using it. Taking the sword and using it. Now, lastly, lastly, and this is really important. It's really important. How are we going to fight worry? By our praying. By our praying. We're going to fight worry by our thinking. By our thinking. What we choose to focus on. But then by our living. By our living. Now, what does that mean? Look what he says. Look what he says. Verse 9. Verse 9. Those things. Those things. Which ye have both learned. And received. And heard. Now watch what Paul says, and seen in me. In other words, Paul didn't just tell them, 
He did it in front of them. He didn't, he didn't say, do as I say. He said, do as I do. I'm not telling you something I'm not already doing is what Paul says. What you've seen in me, do. Do. That's the word prazo, which means to practice. To practice. This needs to be a daily practice in your life. The things that I've taught you, the righteous activity, the behavior that's, that God expects out of you, behaving yourself, being the Christian, being the godly person that God wants you to be. He says, do this. And what will happen? What will happen? And the God of peace will be with you. Now watch this. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Let me put it this way. You can't live like the devil and expect to have peace. You can't. Let me say it again. You cannot live like the devil and expect to have peace. Now, why is that? There is nothing that brings peace like a clear conscience. Nothing. And there's nothing that brings anxiety and fear like a guilty conscience. Now, let me give you a verse. Let me give you a verse. The Bible says in Proverbs 28, 1, the wicked flee when no man pursueth. But the righteous are bold as a lion. Look at that. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Watch this. This is really good. This is really good. Isaiah 32, 17. And the work of righteousness shall be peace. In other words, the outcome of righteous living is peace. The work of righteousness shall be peace and the effect of righteousness. Watch this. Quietness. And assurance forever. You need some of that? Quietness and assurance forever. Now watch this. Watch this. And I got to sum this up. I got to wrap this up. Went too long. But here's the deal. Real peace. I'm, I'm talking about show enough peace. I'm not my lay your head on your pillow and sleep like a baby kind of peace. It happens when we're in close vicinity. Close proximity to the Prince of Peace. The God of peace. And the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, it says, if we say, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Because God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Think about that a minute. So if we're living a foolish life, if we're living a wicked life, if we're we're living in sin, if we're shacking up and not married, if we've got all in our heart against the brethren, if we've got a grudge and bitterness and unforgiveness in our heart, if we've been gossiping to everybody in the country, in the world, talking about everybody, listen, there's all kinds of sins we need to deal with and bring to God. But if you're living a life of habitual sin, you don't expect peace with God. Don't expect to have peace in your soul because You need to be brought back into fellowship with the God of peace. And he said, if you'll practice righteousness, if you'll practice the things that you've learned and heard and seen in me, watch what he says. The God of peace will be with you. Isn't that amazing? The first verse we read, be careful for nothing, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God will guard your mind. 
the peace of God that passes all understanding. But then he said, when you pray right and you think right and you live right, you're not only going to have the peace of God. You're going to be in close proximity and in fellowship with the God of peace. Now, let me ask you a question. How are you not going to have peace when you're holding hands with the God of peace? Ladies and gentlemen, this is possible. God wouldn't tell us all this if we couldn't do it. You can have peace in a pandemic. You can have peace in the storm. You can have peace when you don't know what's going on by how you pray, how you, how you think, and how you live. Now, I promise you this whole outline was practical, easy, practical steps. How you been doing with that? How you been doing with that? Are you walking with him? Are you in fellowship with God today? Well, let me tell you how to make that happen. If you don't know Jesus, the Bible says in Romans 3.23, it says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned. We all have. No, there's nobody perfect. There's nobody righteous. There's nobody that's got what it takes to make it to heaven. We're all sinners. And it says the wages of sin in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. What does that mean? Sin has to be paid for. But I got good news. I got good news. It says, but God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died for you so you could be forgiven. So you could have peace with God. You see right now without without salvation, you're an enemy to God. You're at war with God. But Jesus died so you could be at peace with God. So you could have fellowship with the God of peace. You say, preacher, how do I make that happen? I want that desperately in my life. I want perfect peace. I want the peace that passeth all understanding. Well, Romans chapter 10 says this. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. What that means is if you'll call on him. Recognize that you're a sinner. Believe with all of your heart that Jesus came, he died, he rose again, and he lives today. If you ask him to forgive you, I promise you he will. It says if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just. First John 1, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know why? So we can have fellowship with the God of peace. And if you'd like to do that right now, I want to, I want to invite you to pray. I want to invite you to pray. This is an invitation. Listen, this is a, wherever you're at is a sanctuary. It's holy ground. God's right there with you. God's right there with you. And if you'll pray, and, I, I, and I, this, is not a, this is not a formula. It's what you're doing with your heart. It's what you're doing with your heart. If you'll believe with your heart right now, he'll save you right where you're at. If you're ready to trust Christ and now listen. This means you're giving him your life. You're submitting and you're surrendering your life to him. If you're ready to do that, pray this with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I know I'm a sinner. I know and I believe with all of my heart that Jesus died for me. And the best that I know how, I ask you now to forgive me and to save me. The best I know how, I'm asking you to forgive me 
and to save me. Come into my life and be my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, God bless you. God bless you. Listen, you don't have to be in this building to get saved. Just wherever you're at, you trusted Christ where you're at. And, and listen, I want you to let us know. I want you to let us know. If you prayed that prayer, if, you, if you're watching my Facebook, if you'll make a comment there, we, we'd love to get in touch with you. We got a little booklet that says, now that I believe. What now? What's the next step? And we want to send that to you. So if you could do that for us, if you could do that for us, you write that, listen, just write it right there in the comment and we'll make sure and, and get back in touch with you and get you that booklet. I hope y'all have an awesome day. Listen, your warriors, your soldiers, endure hardness as a good soldier. You got this. Ladies and gentlemen, we can do this. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. But listen, do these steps today. Let's, let's, be, let's be praying right. Excuse me. Yeah, let's be praying right. Let's be thinking right. And let's be living right. And we'll have the peace of God. And we'll walk with the God of peace. Hope y'all have a great day. Take care.